1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast and our All 32 series. Will Brinson and Katie Mox here. This is the series where we catch you up with insiders to give you the need to know information on every NFL team. And today we're diving into the Green Bay Packers with Cheesehead TV co-founder and Packers insider Aaron Nagler. Nagler, uh, there's nobody else that we would want to talk to if we're talking Packers here. So thank you for joining us.
2: Of course. Thanks a lot for having me on. I love Brinson's laughing already. Brinson, <laughs> I'm coming for you, buddy. Hey, coming look, for you. Katie
0: Katie brings a modicum of profession, professionality. I know. I mean, what is,
2: what is she doing with you, buddy? I, know. I don't know what's happening here. I don't even know,
0: know what the technical word is. I got called out the other day for making up Homerific is a word. I think professional. You
2: know, I think homorific eventually it's one of those words that will get utilized so often that it will become a word. It's right. probably not officially a word at the moment, but eventually it'll make its way into well, Webster's.
0: I mean, just to be clear, like you know, the dictionary, like Webster's first of all, Webster's added Merriam to their name, right? They change their words all the time. <laughs> See, they they constantly add new words to the dictionary That's itself. That's what I'm saying. Um I, I was gonna ask you about Jordan Love, but I, I remember that I had something else I was going to ask you before we do that. Oh, what is the best Bond movie of all time? One, and two, Ooh. where does Daniel Craig rank on your Bond, uh, Bond rankings? Because I've moved him up significantly yes. ahead of Pierce Brosnan in the last year, yes. which
2: me. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think that there's no doubt. The Brosnan there.
0: movies kind of suck.
2: Well, here's the oh. thing. The weird part about you okay. watch the Bronson movies, and it's like the last one, he like took on an army. Like he's taken on all of the Korean army or whatever it is, yeah. and it's like that's not a James Bond. James Bond is less realistic than, that, than like than the interview
0: with like Seth Rogen and, and James Franco. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But no, I mean it's interesting because I think Daniel Craig's movies are the best yes. for me. Sean Connery is always going to be the best Bond. Of course, of course. there's no doubt. But yeah, Craig's right there at two, no question about it. And probably I, if I'm being honest. My favorite Bond of all time is probably Skyfall. And I really? like that's no shade to all the old ones, there's no shade to even some of the Timothy Dalton ones. I love uh, Living Daylights, but Skyfall is probably my favorite.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. I was, I was wondering how high you had Craig because he's. I love him. I think, I think Moore brilliant. is probably still. No, I, I like to,
2: I, I really like falling asleep to old Bond movies. I don't know. If that they're is, they're made to fall asleep to at this point. Those old ones, no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> no, like I you get mean, Russia Connor, from Russia with John love John is a Connor hard watch, list. man. Some of those are yeah. a tough watch. I don't. know. I
0: mean, some of those old school ones you can throw on, and I'm out before like the like <laughs> yeah. the song ends. Like it's right. like a right. it's like you know it's 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 a the I don't know if it's like a mental thing at, at this point, yeah, right?
2: Yeah. No, well, no doubt.
1: No M- doubt. Um, not going to like this, but that's how I feel about the old Star Wars movies. You know,
2: you just had we were having so much fun. We were having a good pull up your. And you had to do, you had to go there. You know. Well, let's
1: let's
0: ask you, you right. about Jordan Love then instead, yeah. because you finally got rid of the guy you hate. You hate to you look okay, at. You hate already, already, already. We're
2: starting with this. I got enough of this nonsense from Packers fans on the internet. I don't need to take I'm it from getting, you, Brinson. Again. No, no, yeah. no. I mean, look, like yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think that you served as a, I don't want to say mouthpiece, because that's, but like a, a good um, megaphone for Packers fans in the sense of not everybody was there are plenty of people who are like look Aaron it's just not not you Aaron the other Aaron Rogers. it's just time to go buddy yeah like you're not happy they're not happy (laughs) no one's that we're not happy no one's happy there's no Super Bowl we know the Super Bowl is not showing up it's gonna end at best in the NFC title game in Green Bay like let's just move on and see what's out there for the for both of us right
2: yeah, I think there was zero doubt at this point, especially when the reporting now has come out from behind the scenes of how the offseason transpired. It was time. And to your point, yeah, it was – I had said many times on my chats, on my daily chats at Cheesehead TV, that it just was at a point where it was, I mean, beyond butting your head against the wall, it was just this feeling of continuously hanging on year after year, trying desperately to recapture something that was never going to happen again. You know, it just became apparent, especially after that 2020 title game. Everything they were going to do with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, they had done. And everything else was just trying to keep making it happen. They kept kicking the salary cap can. They kept trying to keep the band together to diminishing results. It was definitely time. And I think both sides are going to come out of this in a good spot.
1: Well, how does how does Jordan Love look? What does this offense look like with no Aaron Rodgers? Right.
2: Well, all the people. Yeah. that's going to be fascinating to watch kind of play out, right? I mean, especially since they've hit reset on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think the the one area you can look at where there's some continuity is along the offensive line, which I think is a good thing. But, man, uh, you've got Aaron Jones, who should be a superstar. I don't think he's yeah. perceived that way a lot of the places around the league and around the nation. But he should be a superstar and hopefully... And I don't completely put this on Rodgers, but without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, I think it should allow Aaron Jones to step forward and become more of a focal point. Now, with that said, it's still the NFL. You still win and lose by the play of your quarterback and your passing game. And I think that's going to be an up-and-down affair throughout this season. And I think Jordan Love, we've seen him improve every single year, right? We've seen him from a very, very rough rookie season where he didn't even have an offseason – barely had a training camp during the kind of COVID two-week period before the before the season started, through what we saw in Philadelphia last year when Aaron went out with injury. Jordan comes in. I think he really surprised some people with how well he ran the offense. And yeah, in that game, Philadelphia is protecting a lead. They're kind of trying yeah. to keep everything in front of him, although they failed stopping Christian Watson <laughs> in that regard. But, you know, they're, they're trying to protect a lead. So you're playing a different style of defense. And I think, there's going to be tough moments for jordan love in the offense this year there's Mm -hmm. no doubt about that but i think given what you've seen from him progression wise from his rookie season to what you saw last year you should see a guy who is pretty comfortable under center and knows the offense like the back of his hand at this point he knows the system it's just a question of getting on the same page with a lot of young skill position players and i think that's where you know, first time starter, lots of young guys he's throwing the ball to. Yeah, they're going to have the summer together and they're going to be, everyone's going to be very excited to watch them take the field. But I keep telling Packers fans it is going to be an up and down affair and there are certainly yeah. going to be frustrating times in Green Bay this year
0: mentioned the young skill position guys. Uh, Convince me that Brian <laughs> Gutekunst, the Packers GM, <laughs> did not open up a Latte Larry's spite store on day two <laughs> of the draft when he selected Jalen Reed, Luke Musgrave, and Tucker Kraft with I think like three of his four right. second or third round, and second or third round picks. I mean, they're well, like, all right, fine, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do the round one thing. We're not going to do it. We're not going to let you guys. Think we're coming after Rodgers, but we're going to drop three bombs on on Saturday right, right, or right. Friday,
2: excuse me. You see now, did he open that store, or did Aaron Rodgers by taking everybody to New York with him? You know, mm. uh, that, and here's the other thing: like you, you talk about the first <laughs> round wide receiver thing, and that has certainly been a trend that has gotten a lot of attention. But people forget Brian Gutekunst tried to get into the first round last yeah. year to select Christian Watson with the last pick of the first round. Minnesota didn't want to play ball; didn't want to give him the fifth year option on what they probably thought was going to be a pretty good player. They got Watson anyway, but that happened when Rodgers was still under center. He got him Dobbs as well, who I think is pretty talented. But it's pretty clear that Brian was preparing for life after Aaron Rodgers with those picks. Um, yeah, I don't think it was spite. I do think it was a major reset on the offensive side of the ball. Brian mentioned it in his post-draft press conference. Very much the idea behind this offseason is collecting a group of talent and hoping – you know, the plan would be that they all grow together and they mature together, they develop together, so they become a pretty potent unit two or three years in.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I was just gonna say too, like with the with the Rogers stuff, I, it, people sleep on it. You know, you have all these, it's like, no, first round wide receivers. Well, one, <laughs> you know, you ha- have a lot of good ones. Like, that's the
2: other thing. Like, who, who cares, cares they're if they're selected? from the first
0: round if they're good? And then, and then two, like, you look back at that offensive line, you know the original one, like with uh, with oh, yeah. you know, sitting and Lang and, and, oh, and obviously back here. I think all three of those guys came from the same draft, which it's is kind of crazy. Kind of yeah. crazy, yeah. Like that takes that's a big, big difference in terms of how your quarterback performs.
2: Well, especially when you, I've shown again and again and again, regardless of who the GM is, I don't know what the process is that they're using in Green Bay, but if there's a team that knows how to find offensive linemen, it's the Green Bay Packers, and we've seen that around the league. You know, certain. Franchises seem to have a nose for certain Positions right and in Green Bay it's definitely offensive line Bakhtiari was a fourth round pick You know they found sitting and Lang on day Three I mean they've they've done a really good job Of finding really good players Late in the draft
1: So you talk about this offensive line being good. We've talked about getting some weapons for Jordan Love. Looking at some of his futures, passing yards over under 3,200 and a half, uh, regular season passing touchdowns, 21 and a half. What's the lean here?
2: I'm leaning under on both of those. Um, Only because I think this is the year they finally do what I thought they were going to do last year. (sighs) Uh, little did I know that Aaron Rodgers was going to be uh, a bit obstinate and say, no, 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 it doesn't matter that we ha- don't have season pass catchers. We're still going to spread the ball around all year and try and throw it around the yard, even though I have a broken thumb, but that's not here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> I think this year is finally... A.J.
1: Turn. Dillon finally sees 200 well, carries?
2: Maybe not 200, but a few I mean, more, right? And maybe they get Aaron Jones a few more carries than three or four in the first half, which is something that happened quite a bit last season. So... I don't think it's a question of, you know, they're not going to throw it because, of course, they're going to throw it. It's the NFL. But I do think they're going to try to lean on their running game a little bit more because, hey, that's where the experience is. That's where the talent and and the veteran experience is behind the quarterback. It's not out on the perimeter. I would suspect, again, good offensive line. You got Aaron Jones. Try to run the ball a little bit more. So I think that's going to depress those numbers a little bit. that, you throw in the fact that he's a first-year starter. Yeah. Yeah, I just I would take the under on both of those.
0: Yeah, uh, Packers at uh, fifty eight percent, fifty eight to forty one. I guess or whatever the you know if you run <laughs> the pass math. your pass yeah right, right your pass run <laughs> ratio. I mean, how high do you think they can get in terms of in terms of you know running the ball? Like, we I mean because it's interesting, Aaron. You you think about you have Mike Vrabel, right? Matt no. Lafleur. I mean you know not not a you know come Matt Lafleur spent plenty of time there. Sure. Uh, Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Yep. Like, is it a, is it a possibility where Lafleur says, "All right, now that Rogers didn't hear, and I, he loved the time with Rodgers. I think, yeah, yeah yep. I think he really, I think he really enjoyed coming in and winning 13 games his first three years. <laughs> right. um, probably, probably didn't it hurt to have Rogers. But like now, does he say, okay, it, it's time to really feed these two guys?'" You see the, the uh, on the screen, you can see the over under for Aaron Jones rushing yards, eight seventy five and a half. I
2: uh, yeah. mean, you think this to feed feed these guys a the rock? I hope so. Uh, You know, again, I've been burned before on this because I thought it was so obvious that that was the route they were going to take last year. But again, that didn't quite happen. I do think there's a good chance that's the route they take. Um, And it just makes sense to me. I mean, Aaron Jones, like I said, he should be a superstar. People should be talking about him with all the best backs. And somehow that rarely happens until some social media group puts out some, you know, Graphic with oh here's Aaron Jones and his percentage of broken tackles or his percentage of like, yards per carry or whatever any kind of metric you want to use and he's always in the top of the league and it's just baffling to me that the Packers don't seemingly want to kind of utilize that early in games to try and get leads etc. So yeah I would suspect again I I don't know how much it's going to be about you know pounding the rock like three yards in a cloud of dust kind of thing but I do think given the way they're undoubtedly going to try and format this offense as far as we saw a little bit of this in 2020 where there's a lot of motion a lot of condensed formations very kind of Shanahan-esque if you will mm. where you are able to utilize that boot action you know make plays look the same so you can get either you're running back in space and break him on one of these zone runs or you get Jordan Love booting out out of the play that looks the exact same you get a nice delineated kind of throwing lane where it's you read high to low or hit your check down. I think you're going to see quite a bit of that to try and help your first year starter. But because of that, I think, yeah, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, they should see the ball a little bit more.
1: All right. I love to hear that. We're going to take a quick break here. More Packers futures when we come back. And I'd also like to know where the best cheese curds are (laughs) in Wisconsin. You're watching pick six. We'll be right back.
3: Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
1: All right, Uh, Brent and I are back here with Aaron Nagler, and uh, I I posed the question before the break, who has the best cheese curds? And Is it Culver's?
2: Well, Culver's are a go-to. There's no doubt about it. For myself, uh, I think my favorites are probably uh, at Kroll's across the street from Lambeau, Mm. Uh, but you can't go. I mean, I have yet to have bad cheese curds in Wisconsin. This is the truth. Uh, Even the ones that you get when you're leaving and you're in the airport and you see those bags of cheese curds and you're like, Oh, that uh, can't possibly be good. And now uh, you yeah. buy them and you bring them home and it's like a little taste of home and they're real. <laughs> so I, 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 yeah, I'm, uh, if you see cheese curds in Wisconsin, chances are you're going to get a good batch. I mean, cheese is just generally good. Yeah. In, 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 in general, cheese is good. Yeah, well, cheese when, good. They're,
1: when they're fried <laughs> as well. Cheese, yeah. I mean, it does something there to you. you.
2: You can't, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Cannot go wrong.
0: Uh, the Packers need to be ranked blank. In the NFL, in defense, in order to win the mm. NFC North, plus
2: that's 500. Tough, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's Longest such an up and down affair on the defensive side of the ball. I would say, that, I mean, they got to be in the top ten, right? Yeah, Have to. If, if they, if they're going to win the division, and I think that's a, that's a tall task for this group. I'm under, I don't think Packers fans are any, under any illusion that this is going to be a tough mm. year as far as you know winning the division. Something we've been pretty accustomed to in Green Bay for the last couple decades. I do think the defense has the opportunity and the talent to be ranked in the top 10, if not even higher. But, um, man, again, fool me once. Uh, last year, we came off that playoff win, or sorry, playoff loss against the San Francisco 49ers as Katie remembers also well. My favorite memory. But the Packers looked like they were ready to go on defense. You thought, okay, this is the way they're going to operate. Suffocating D, you got Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander was back. It was like, okay, that's the standard, right? And then you come out week one, and Minnesota just walks up and down the field on them. And they don't really fix any of that until halfway through the year, if not later. So, yeah Joe Barry is 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 not a popular man in Green Bay and uh I do think this is a you talk about guys on the hot seat I think all eyes are on him because yeah especially with a first year starter it's not like you have a superstar quarterback that can save your bacon anymore you got to deliver on defense and I know Preston Smith just talked about this recently you know the defense has to help yeah play complementary football you do have a first time starter on offense give him some advantageous field position help him out and I think that is going to be a bit of a tall task for this defense that has been inconsistent at most times under Joe Barry.
1: Nagler, I want to point something out. Earlier this morning, the Packers were plus five hundred to win the division, but right now on Caesars, mm. plus four twenty. Mm-hmm. So we're we're getting a little bit better here. Are the I are know. the Packers being disrespected a little bit here in the odds? You know, kings of the north for so long. If right. you would have told me four years ago that the Detroit Lions would be the favorite to take the NFC North, it's I would have told crazy, you we were crazy. Right?
0: You'd be locked up in an insane asylum. <laughs> right. Like you would
2: You wouldn't I be know. like, yeah, oh, that's
0: know. wild. They'd be like, no, I'm sorry, uh, Katie's not <laughs> here. <laughs> she's at shady acres mental home like right. i mean like yeah, just in a straight jacket
2: <laughs> well right? here's the thing though it's i can't i can't quibble with it like yeah. the way the lions played last year especially yep. on offense i mean they were dropping 30 on everybody except for the packers funnily enough like joe barry right. yeah, for all his faults he did lock down the Lions for much of last season um but yeah the, the vikings they...
0: the vikings number is weirder than the packers number. yes totally agree
2: totally Broads. agree. Broads. Totally agree. But the thing with the Lions is they played hard and they played well and they played complimentary football pretty much all year. Even though they didn't have a great defense, they had a yeah. defense that at least helped their offense at times. And I think that that's a team that you talk about a team that takes on the personality of their coach, really plays well together and plays hard down in and down out. That was the Lions. So I don't, you know, I can't dismiss it. I saw it last year, and I think the the excitement around that team is warranted. And as far as the Packers go, I don't think it's, you know, a case of being disrespected. I think it's a lot of unknowns, right? Yeah. And I think the number one thing that most people outside the building and and NFL observers in general are wondering about, obviously Jordan Love is the story, but it's Matt LaFleur. And Mm. you talked about, you know, Matt came in and they won 13 games the first three years in town. And like, oh, yeah, Matt, he's great. And then last year happens. They have a five-game losing streak. Now, that hasn't happened in Green Bay in a very long time. And I think – a lot of people want to find out what Matt is made of without Aaron Rodgers under center. I'm bullish on it. I think Matt's a really good coach. I think one of the things that gets maybe dismissed or forgotten about last season, they did have that five-game losing streak, and that's a team that did not quit. Not the locker room, not the coaching staff. Everybody, you know, Matt kept it together to the point where they made a mini run at the end and were on the doorstep of the playoffs. You know, that's a, it could have gone either way. We've seen it plenty of times in the NFL where a team... It's pretty much out of it, and the the guys in the locker room start making plans for the offseason. That didn't happen in Green Bay, and I think that's a testament to Matt. So I do think a big part of it is just the unknown. We haven't been here in a long time uh, with the Packers, and between the inexperience on offense, the inconsistent defense, uh, a coach who has to prove himself, I'm not surprised uh, that the Packers are being summarily dismissed by Vegas.
0: Who who's the more annoying fan base right now,
2: mm. the Lions or the Bears? And it's like, I'm not assuming- even close, Brinson. You know this. It's not even close. It's the Bears. It's Bears, the Bears. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. they had the number one pick, and they're yeah. talking galactic <laughs> amounts of junk. Yeah. This offseason, now it's the Bears. It's their fans. They do this every year. I don't know why I'm surprised, but <laughs> it's the Bear. It's so the Bears. Like the Lions, God bless them. they the Lions fans are happy for the first time. In forever. Y'all are like, they y'all, have, are like full y'all are like of Carolina promise.
0: basketball fans with like talking to like NC State fans. You're like, oh, the Lions fans are so cute. It is. They, they are just I, I'm happy so for cute. them. I'm
2: rooting for them. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm on their side. Restore the roar. I'm down with it. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm happy for them. The Bears. The Bears really, the Justin Fields stuff is just out of control. Uh, and like I saw last uh last night, yesterday, afternoon, some Bears fan put five thousand dollars on the Bears winning the Super Bowl. That's where Uh-oh. we're at in the offseason, hey. people. That's yeah. where we're at.
0: What do you all right, If if I told you that one of Justin Fields and Jordan Love ended up Either winning a Super Bowl or or, or or becoming a Hall of Famer, you pick whatever. They're like, they like just only. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, uh, unlikely, right? I'm just right. saying, only one of them's gonna happen. What would your percentiles be on Fields Ooh. versus Love, and like, like uh, taking the humoristic uh,
2: uh, nature, the humorific, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm bullish on on Fields as a player. I think okay. he's a lot better than Packers fans want to admit. What's you right? know, I do think. Man, he, he's got to prove it from the pocket, right? And that's the the big question for every young NFL quarterback. Yep. And he is exciting with his legs. There's no doubt about it. We've seen plenty of guys who are exciting with their legs who, when push came to shove, couldn't make that big play on third down from the pocket. And that was pretty much it. I think he's got the ability to do it. I just don't know if you know, he's ever going to put it together. As far as Jordan Love goes, man, I just there's just way too much unknown. I, I, I think he's got the talent but i don't know how he's going to handle being a first time starter i don't know how he's going to operate within matt's offense i don't know how much he's going to use his legs right to get out of trouble and make plays outside the pocket um i am going to go 50-50 how's that how's that for a punt that
0: is that is, that that is you uh, you're certainly you were kicking a field goal on fourth and uh fourth and one from
1: the
2: from the from the opponent's <laughs> one yeah well you know
1: <laughs> (laughs) Nags, before we let you get out of here though, Packers win total seven and a half to make the playoffs plus one seventy. How do we feel about these?
2: You know, I'm taking the over on the wins. Okay, Um, and I don't, I don't think they make the playoffs though. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be neck and neck down the stretch there. I think a big part of this season comes down to how they're playing in December versus how they started playing in September. I think that's the story of the year, right? Both as a team and and Jordan Love himself as a quarterback, all I care about this year is are they developing? Are they growing? Are they better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning of the year? Because, look, the Packers don't operate like most teams. I know every year, every offseason, it's like, You get grades for teams' off-seasons and things like that. And I always say the Packers should probably be kind of exempt from those because they don't think in a year-to-year way. Like, they think in long-term windows. And this year totally encapsulates that idea as far as resetting the roster, trying to get out from under all the cap stuff they did to try and keep Aaron Rodgers and company intact. So they are trying to open a window where they become contenders again for a long stretch of time. Now who knows if that happens? But that's the plan, yeah. And I'm excited for it, but that means this year is kind of the the building block, right? It's the laying of the groundwork. And all I want from this season as a Packers fan is to know they're going in the right direction. And if they just show me that, I'm happy regardless of whether they make the playoffs or not. But
0: but, and just to sorry, I I'm I'm like Katie, you can take us out. She's like, grab the shot. I'm just like, oh, (laughs) one more. Um, The uh, um did when Rogers took over. Mm-hmm. They went six and ten, right? Yep. Did that? Did you have that feeling after that six and ten 100%, season? We're like heading in the 100%. right direction. Okay, okay. Because, because
2: Rogers a- stepped in, it was funny. I got asked that a couple weeks ago. Um, when did I know that Aaron was our long term? Like, when, as a fan, did I feel it? Right? And I said pretty much after week one, you know, because mm. they had that opening game against Minnesota, and it just wasn't too big for him, you know. And yeah, no, he wasn't perfect, but it was he was clearly a starting quarterback in the NFL, and I was like, okay, uh, we got the guy. Right, And the Packers seem to agree because like six games later, they signed him to a long-term deal, which right. I wouldn't be surprised if something similar happened this season. If Jordan, you know, Jordan signed this one-year extension because of kind of the odd way the fifth-year option falls. But if he balls out, say, and looks like the guy four, five, six games into this, I would suspect the Packers lock him up because, I mean, you guys know, you watch the NFL. If you don't have a quarterback, you're dead. But if you got a guy, get him signed sooner rather than later because these prices, they're only going up.
0: And the Packers love, love, love to do things in the early. same, like yeah. they do early, and they love to do it in like this, like they, like every time Aaron Rodgers just had a contract extension, they do it like the day training camp starts, they, <laughs> yes. like, they release. They the
2: adore that. They love yes. getting somebody signed right before camp so they can announce it the first day of camp, and then camp is all a buzz with the good news. Jordy Nelson, uh, Devontae Adams, they've, they, Corey yeah. Lindsley, they've done that year after year.
1: Well, I am rooting for Jordan Love here. That is going to do it for our Packers preview. Thanks to Aaron Nagler. Stay tuned for more All 32 with Daily Drops in your podcast feed and on YouTube. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on this YouTube page, and you can catch Nagler on Cheesehead TV. We'll see you next time.
2: Thanks, Aaron. Thanks a lot, guys.